You're listening to Sunny Side Up, a bite-sized podcast that brings you real-world insights that help go-to-market professionals evolve and stay up-to-date on the latest trends. Join us as we share best practices and proven techniques from industry experts and practitioners. Today's episode is made possible by Demand Matrix. Demand Matrix helps you complete your data stack with technographic, intent, and revenue potential data to help you accelerate revenue. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Sunny Side Up. I'm your host, Asher Matthew. I'm excited to welcome Melissa Schneider to the show. Melissa, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Superb. Melissa, as we kick this thing off, tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are. Yeah, absolutely. So um, today I am the uh, VP of product marketing and marketing operations at GoDaddy. I have a product marketing team uh, that sits across um, uh, the globe and thinks about um, all of GoDaddy's core segments, customer segments how we can bring the most uh, effective product solutions uh, to them, how we can message, price, package, price effectively uh, in a way that helps drive both outcomes to our customers and to our business. Um, I also have a team of marketing operations folks that uh, work across uh, various marketing functions to make sure that we are driving to uh, velocity from a marketing perspective and um, getting great marketing campaigns out the door effectively and efficiently. I, uh, I've, I've been at GoDaddy for about eight years. Um, and really, my, my path to my role today started when I um, early on built up a passion for, for customer problems, solving customer problems as a product manager. Um, out of the gate, sort of right out of school, uh, an undergrad, I took on a junior product management position at a financial services firm that was starting to bring uh, some of their solutions to um, online platforms that had previously been, uh, served, where they'd previously been serving customers on the phone. And uh, this is in the early aughts, <laughs> dating myself. Uh, but, um, you know, in that product management capacity, I really had the opportunity to think about unmet customer needs and how you can start to drive customer delight in terms of product experiences and offerings. Um, and working closely with, with marketing was always one of my, my favorite parts of the job as we thought about not just kind of what we're building and why, but how we're gonna go and talk about it to the world. And so as I you know, went, to, went to business school and then took a bit of a, a career pivot post, um, I sought to find a place uh, in more of a product marketing capacity where I would have the opportunity to both uh, think about customer problems and needs and be very close to the be very close to the customer and how we would solve for them, but uh, also be able to get out and do some of that storytelling um, around how uh, competitive and compelling the offerings we were building were. And so I, uh, my first product marketing gig was at Intuit. Um, and uh, I worked on mobile payments as we uh, moved into a world of folks being able to accept payments on, on any device um, and POS becoming something that you, know, you could access on your phone or on a tablet. Um, I, got to be, I got to be part of a, a team that worked to solve that, that customer problem and 
um, again, got, got a chance to do some really great, really great storytelling um, in that space. And I think the thing that, uh, that that really created for me was not just, you know, that love of solving customer problems married with marketing and storytelling, but also I developed a love of small business. And so uh, Intuit serves uh, very small businesses that are uh, getting up and running primarily in the, you know, accounting and, and payments and payroll space. I um, just really learned to appreciate the journey that entrepreneurs go through um, in terms of, of getting up and running and getting started. Uh, and um, uh, years later, when um, GoDaddy started to focus uh, their efforts, uh, not so much on being the world's largest domain registrar, but rather on serving the needs of those folks who were buying domains more holistically as they were starting businesses, it was just kind of a, a perfect, a perfect fit. Um, so I've got, you know, the love of customer problems, the love of uh, great storytelling and positioning of how we can go, you know, solve those problems and drive real benefit to customers. And then at GoDaddy, I get to do that all and continue along that, you know, passion of serving those those very small business customers. So that's kind of a, a, a rundown of kind of how all these things kind of came together to create a perfect storm of where I've where I've ended up today. It's fascinating because most people, I I would I don't want to use the word train. But the common notion is that you need to go figure out how to help large enterprises, right? And I feel like large enterprises can have loads of help anyways. And so it's where the people that help the small businesses are actually helping funding innovation and supporting those companies and giving people a chance to do something that they may never have uh, thought of. Yeah, absolutely. I Again, I um, I think that the, the, the time I've spent understanding the journey of the understanding the journey of small businesses uh, and the contribution that small businesses make to uh, the global economy is um, it's it's fascinating and it's just interesting to think about to your point like the intersect of the things that large businesses think about and how how much they're impacted by by small business trends and needs and dynamics I also find that the the folks that focus on small businesses are a lot more fun than the folks that focus on large businesses. But that's just me my bias. I mean, I'm not at all biased in that direction either. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is great. And, you know, there's something to be said about people that have stayed at a company for a long period of time. I was on the, on the podcast with uh, somebody from Akamai who had been at the company for 24 years. Uh, personally... Yeah. I, I like to stay at companies as well, because if you want to see something through and you want to make an, a measurable impact that is both uh, uh, helping other people and satisfying personally, you have to stick around. I'm just curious before we dive into the topic for the podcast, like what type of a company was GoDaddy when you joined and what has the transformation been since you've been there? And are there some nuggets that we can extract from that? Well, when I joined GoDaddy, it was very clear to me that there's an incredibly strong collaborative culture of people who care deeply for customers. So one of the things that really attracted me to, to GoDaddy back in, in 2013 was the, um, the investment that the company made in terms of the customer experience in their care organization. So um, customer service was such an incredible area of focus because I think the 
team from the very inception of, of GoDaddy understood um, just how much small businesses and their customers really relied on being able to get their questions answered and to feel like they weren't alone, that they were supported. Um, and so I, so when I joined, that was already so strong. I think the thing that has been this really incredible pivot and transformation to be part of has been um, kind of doubling down on that customer focus and thinking about um, a, a couple things. One, um, how the company's products and services um, can deliver really amazing experiences that you know went beyond went beyond the domain and beyond that that you know care support experience. So how do you take all of the all of the goodness that you had from strength and in those two areas and then marry it up with experiences um, around site building and commerce um, and uh, marketing and all of the capabilities that uh, you know a small business really needs to create a a, a, a impactful presence for themselves. So there's this, there's this amazing product journey that um, that GoDaddy has has been on, um, and you can just you can see it in the quality of the the quality of the offerings um, over over these past you know really five five years. Um, and then um, there was also this uh, incredible uh, brand brand transformation. Um, where the focus on who we call the everyday entrepreneur and that that passion for that person, that the the spirit of that starting to come out in the way that we talk about what GoDaddy does and who we care about and the content that we create. Um, I love to make a plug for, um, and by the way, I could talk your ear, your ear off about this for the entire time we're going to talk, but, but um, I, I love to make a plug for, um, you know, the, uh, some of the, some of the content that we've, we've been creating over the course of the past, the past couple of years. Um, if you um, go onto GoDaddy's YouTube channel, you can find a, a series called Made in America, which is just, I think, just a fantastic testament to the types of um, journeys that we see small businesses going through and and how we like the passion for that we have for them and how we want to amplify them. Um, but but that's the other that's the other change that that has really uh, really amazing positive change that's happened over the course of the past over my time at GoDaddy is just that bringing our passion for that customer to the forefront in terms of our our, our brand marketing. Yeah. And the, the most interesting, and maybe we'll get into it a little bit later in the podcast, but, you know, almost everybody thinks of a tenure like that or a journey like that as a shift in culture, right? And, and my personal opinion is that it's actually a shift in identity and identity transformations are actually very, very hard because they are so personal to people. And then if the, if the folks have been around for, for some time, um, then they have to really want that identity transformation. And, uh, and the ones that do really want and, are, and can move in that direction, make a very successful identity change and, and better serve their customers. I, I think that the culture, ident brand identity, you know, I, I see them as being kind of inextricably inextricably linked. Um, I think that 
caring about our customers is at the core of our like deep care and empathy and understanding and solving for our customers is at the core of of GoDaddy's culture. And I think that, you know, that being kind of not just something that sits on the inside, but, you know, you can see on the on the outside um, is uh, is super important. So it's it's nice to know that you can see both the see it both internally and know that it's being reflected genuinely on the outside. Terrific. So let's get into product marketing. And I'll be honest, I've had multiple product marketers on the uh, on the podcast and everybody has a different ish definition of product marketing and a different ish way of uh, of com- composing their team, right? Like building their team, and it's super duper interesting to me. And to me, that just means that that a lot of product marketing, while the co- basic concepts might be the same, the nature of how the teams are built are very circumstantial. And that was my takeaway. But I would love to get educated by you. Uh, in terms of what it means to build an effective product marketing Correct. team? Correct. Correct. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, I think, you know, you're hitting on product marketing, you know, ha- can have a different, you know, core definition, kind of company to company, industry to industry. But I think that for me, the thing that makes for an effective product marketing team is about the are a couple of really core capabilities um, of the that sit within the, the the talent of the team. So one is, and I, I hit on this just in terms of my own my own journey, which is just passion for customer problems uh, and thinking about the journey that our customers go on and the really deep understanding and empathy for uh, the areas where we have an opportunity to go. To go solve for them in a differentiated way. That's a that's a journey that, you know, product marketing, effective product marketers need to go on with with product management teams. Um, but uh, but again, the a successful team is going to be a team of folks who um, aren't thinking about the the business results in and of themselves that are thinking about the, you know, business results being a byproduct of of solving for solving for the customer in new and effective ways, um, and then just related to that is the ability to just work in exceptional ways cross functionally. So product marketing is at the intersect of the you know the product development work that the the team does to deliver effective uh, effective product um, and the actual marketing arm of the business that's going to go light up the the mark the appropriate marketing channels and campaigns to get the message out into the into the market and so um, when I'm looking for folks to to flesh out the team um, really looking for folks that are going to be able to work you know everyone says that they can you know work cross-functionally but I think it's a matter of saying Hey, you're really trying to make sure that you're jumping into the right parts of of other team cycles, such that you're able to again get the to the very inception of the product development process and have a voice and a say in terms of customer need there, and be able to um, work super closely with the folks that are going to be um, you know buying media and thinking about the actual marketing execution and understanding their cycle and what they're going to need from you. So you're 
heavy on the heavy on the influence um, and really kind of you know selling into selling into multiple teams in terms of thinking about how their roadmaps get um, get built. Yeah, one type of person out there that I think would fit your definition of who you're looking for really well is somebody who started in marketing but then went into business development slash technology partnerships because by default, those biz dev folks, folks need to have a holistic view of the business and they need to be able to speak everybody's language. But if they have marketing as a background, they will understand the core concepts better and uh, and be able to work in your team. I think that's that was my hunch as you were, you were laying out who you look for. You know, it's interesting. I, I find that specifically in my time in GoDaddy, we've had some really great... Um, career development opportunities for folks who have come in from come in from product management um, who again have that uh, who have that ability to really understand the understand the customer and kind of like me and my journey <laughs> have um, also want to marry that with with you know the most effective ways words packages pricing messaging to get that um, to get that benefit out into the out into the market. So, you know, I think that there's I think product marketing is one of these roles that, you know, to your point, um, where you have experience kind of working with working with multiple teams and partners. And again, you really understand the whole of the the business strategy. Um, You know, that's a that's incredibly helpful in terms of coming into a product marketing role. Um, And again, when you can marry that back to just again, the, the passion for the the customer problem, not just the business problem. Um, that's where you. That's where I, I see the most effective um, product marketing work really coming from. Yeah, superb. What would be your biggest learnings from working in product marketing? One of the things that I continue to think about how we can evolve and get better is just thinking about like the fact that research capabilities are all around us. So um, I love a good market research study, a good formal market research study to think about customer pain points and, you know, to test out competitive, um, competitive concepts. And like that is, it's a, you know, those tools are tools of the trade for any, for any product marketer. Um, But, you know, one of my biggest learnings is just that there's within any organization, there are incredible pockets of people who um, can either they themselves or, you know, connect you back with customer insight really regularly, or um, can help you uh, gather groups of customers together to get consistent insight back that research is not something that, you know, is, is, you know, strictly related to, to running formal market research, that it's something that is kind of always on and can be done both via the, via, um, you know, folks internally or connections to, you know, connections to customers that you're probably, or folks in your organization are probably talking to, to every day. Um, so that's, that's one that I just, I continue to, you know, think about, you know, how, what are the ways that we can just keep learning and research as an always on activity to help us um, continue to optimize? Um, and then I, I think the, you know, I would couple that with just the, the learning that, you know, experimentation um, is, is just part and parcel of that, of that same research, research journey that um, there are just 
So my biggest learnings are that there are ways that we can go out and get insight faster, better in market um, than, you know, teeing up a survey. <laughs> um, and so your your average product marketer, again, is just a huge consumer of, of, of research, but there's just such an opportunity for um, for all of us to think about how we can move faster, learn in market, and then just learn from those everyday interactions that our internal teams have with with our customers. Yeah. So sometimes I've seen that product marketing folks get stuck between product management and engineering. And because the engineers almost always want to build cool things, and then and then they and then the product managers are prioritizing and the product marketers are giving them feedback. Have, have you come across those situations and any guidance on how to navigate those? Um, you know, I, I think the way that, and, and again, like to be clear, the, the role of product marketing differs, you know, B2B versus when you're working with a SaaS offering differs again, <laughs> company to company in terms of how you, how you set it up. Like we do not have, any sort of conflict uh, that happens at the product and, and engineering level, and uh, in terms of feeling, you know, caught caught in the middle. Rather, I think that we've built up this this system between product management, product marketing, and and our go to market and marketing um, mar- channel marketing teams. Uh, to really think about um, how we have a real competitive and compelling voice around our overall product benefits, and then making sure that we're super clear about the the ongoing optimization of the reasons to believe that the you know product management team and engineering teams are building and delivering down to, you know, new big product launches and and routine release of, of new features. So I, I think that we're, while we don't have, while the way product marketing is set up at, at GoDaddy is not such that we have any sort of, you know, we're not in the middle of engineering and product, we're, we're certainly very much in diving into both the product and the the marketing parts of the system um, and acting as a bridge in between those two those two areas. Perfect. And you know, a lot of the people that listen to this podcast are either about to make that rep to exec jump, or they're execs and trying to figure out how do they become super execs and senior execs, right? But I feel like 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 from the time that you've spent in and the the way that you're so insightful about like all the different things that people have to do to understand the customer and, and the journeys. Now, is are there pointers that you can give to people who are about to make that rep to exact? Like, let's, let's say they're about to become VPs or are serious about becoming VPs and and things that they need to prepare or, or tips that they can use to prepare themselves to operate at that VP level? One of the things that I think really takes you from managing an individual line of, of business to transitioning into a, a VP role is is really about being able to effectively, you know, set your set your leaders up for success. Um, and so um, I think there are some folks out there who are so incredibly good at incredibly good at what they do um, and their their purview. Um, but being at that being at that in that leadership role really does require that you're able to say, 
you know, how would I want to be, how would I want to be coached? What kind of strategic guidance would I want um, at, my, at my current level? Um, and what are the skills that I think I need to acquire in order to be able to not just, it's not just about delegation. It's about, to, to, it's about guidance and coaching um, for, to develop, you know, strategists of your own. Um, and so I, I think the looking at kind of where you are and what you would need in order to be successful. I mean, that's, that's ultimately what you want your leader to help drive for you. Um, so doing some reflection on that and trying to map back, well, what are the skills that I need in order to take that, take that next step and actually be able to, to give someone at my current level what they need to be successful, um, is a, is a good point of, is, is a good point of reflection for anyone to do in terms of thinking about the, the next step in their career journey. Yeah, totally. And are there any tidbits, uh, uh from a product marketing angle, because I realized that, you know, if you're in sales and you want to become a leader in sales and just make sure your boss always figures out a way to hit their forecast, right? Like things <laughs> like that. Is there, is there, is there certain like, like product marketing elements, meaning stick, stick around, make sure that your chief product officer feels great about the content that's going to go out. Like, I'm just thinking like there are there product marketing specific things that people just need to know, or from your perspective need to practice before they make that jump? Well, you know, it depends on the, it depends on the size of the portfolio. Again, I think it has, I think it depends very heavily on the, the type of product offering and the type of, the type of business model, right? But I will say that it's a highly cross-functional role in terms of interaction with product sales, marketing, you know, other core business leadership functions. And so I think being able to take a step back and think about those intersects and what parts of those intersects could be made more effective to help the business as a whole. Um, it's something that I'm. It's something that I constantly think about: is how can I improve the overall relationship between product and the core marketing strategy functions, the core you know marketing um, channel functions? How can we make sure that we're um, consistently looking at the role that more product marketing can play in greasing the wheels across the entire system to drive better messages, better offers, and, you know, out, out into the market. Yeah, no, that, that's fantastic. And, and what about people that are successful VPs trying to navigate? How do they go from being a VP to being a senior leader. Do you have any thoughts on that? I'll tell you that again, it, it, for me, it's the same, it's the same conversation. Um, I, what do I need from my chief marketing officer? What do I see my peers needing out of the, the general manager of a specific business or the, the president of a specific, specific business? How do I think about the skills that I have, the experience that I have, and how that maps back to my perception of what is what is needed for me to be successful in my role today um, through the lens of the leadership and guidance that I get from my leadership. Um, so I reflect on my own experience. I think about the experience of my peers and say, if I were to be in a position to, if I were to be in a position and I want to be in a position that's looking across, you know, multiple functions at a, at a VP level, how do I, how would I, um, 
map that map that back in terms of my skill set today and what I need to do to be more more successful to support them. Okay, let's go to the complete opposite side, right? Uh, and and I'm asking these questions because a lot of people, specifically right now, we're at the beginning of the year, they're trying to figure out or maybe confirm their goals for the year, right? And mm-hmm. and these things are important, right? They like like on some of the other podcasts we've talked about developing a growth mindset. It's really important to understand how do you mechanically or tactically do that, right? I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's been talked about uh, developing a growth mindset, but not enough has talked about when you get stuck while you're trying to develop a growth mindset. Like, how do you pull yourself out, right? There's that's one piece of it. This what we're talking about right now is in a function, right? Like again, like sales is pretty mechanical, biz dev is pretty strategic, right? But we haven't had a product marketing leader explain like the things that people do need to know and understand as they navigate the, uh, the, the their careers. But let's let's go to the other side, right? Because we do have a bunch of folks that listen to this podcast from uh, from Asia. And, and those folks um, primarily were either lead gen folks or they have some affiliate to marketing, right? But, but, but product marketing, at least I feel like, is not a discipline that they have honed their skills in. And so for somebody looking to get into product marketing today, uh, what are some of the tips or, or what guidance would you have for them? Well, I would say start to, start to become friends with a product manager. Um, uh, where you have folks that are today building products uh, and actually building out the experiences that deliver on the deliver on the benefit that you know again product marketing and and product management come to understand as being you know opportunities to help customers and, and grow a business get to go all the way over and start talking to a product manager understand what what they do um, how products are built and the what it means to for product management and engineering to to have a relationship and what the expectations are um, in terms of insights that need to come from product marketing. So I mean the obvious answer is uh, the obvious answer is spend some time spend some time with a product marketer in your network. But but truly like I think having had the experience of working in product, um, having had the experience of working in product specifically with a customer and in the space that that I'm I'm in today has been has been invaluable. I love what I do as a product marketer, but every single day I need to be in lockstep and on the same page from a strategy perspective with my with my product management team first and foremost. We together are going to deliver a great story out to other folks on the in the organization specifically in marketing to go and and tell that story um, through the right channels and optimize the right channels and and build great creative. But it really starts with understanding what it means to have customer empathy and to build build for a customer's unmet needs. And I think, uh, you know, understanding and getting inside the the inner workings of what it means to to build product and really having a great a great relationship with a, a product manager is, is so critical to that. So I would say um, for someone who is currently in a, you know, a strict demand gen lead gen role or a channel marketing role, um, going all the way over and talking to and really understanding what a, what a product team does um, is a great first step in terms of thinking about what it would need to be part of that bridge um, back as a product marketer. 
Yes, super point. And I would just like to add, um, and I'll take this example from somebody else who gave me some feedback and advice when I was trying to do different things, right? If you're going to try to get into product marketing, um, go take the pro a product, try to envision what you believe the second or third generation of that would look like and talk to seven people about it and see what they say. And that entire process will actually give you enough empathy or an understanding of like, how do these con how are these conversations had? So and then jot them down and create a plan and talk to a product manager and see what that conversation looks like. Because so much of this, I, my personal belief is, is, is all about how do you have those conversations? Because everybody has an opinion, and you're trying to navigate them and trying to get to the active pain and solving that active pain. So that that's that's what I've learned over the years from uh, from working with 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 folks in product marketing and product management. I mean, absolutely. And what you're really getting to there is is your experience and hands-on experience with the customer problem. Yes. Right. Like using the product, you know, is not just about evaluating. Hey, what, what do I think about this product? It's got to be in the context of putting yourself in the shoes of someone who, in the moment, is trying to solve for a specific job that they're trying to do or a specific problem that they have. Um, and so, um, I, I love that, right? Like another excellent step is is making sure you're really in touch with the in touch with the the product itself. Um, but really, again, through the lens of what do I need this to do um, as a as a as the target customer, right? That the organization is trying to to speak to. What do I need this to do? Um, so I love that. Yep, superb. Any other closing thoughts from like the future of product marketing or anything like that? It seems sounds like you're really passionate about this topic, and I would highly encourage the listeners that if they want to speak to somebody, to definitely ping you. But but anything else that as you see the future of product marketing or any other thoughts that you have? Um, you know, I, I think that um, the opportunity to find new platforms to experience to experiment with. Uh, with hypotheses um, from a from a product marketing perspective, just you know, over the over the course of, of my career, it's been um, it's been great to look at product marketing again as something that is not you know we're not sitting around looking at just a bunch of research decks um, and saying uh, what's yep. the what does the future look like for the for the market, but really um, thinking about product marketing as having kind of an always on opportunity to go and learn and optimize. Um, and that, you know, the, that digital channels and great relationships with, with sales team members that are willing to experiment with you, um, is, is just such a, such a gift. Um, and something that, you know, great product marketers are going to continue to find new ways to, to leverage, um, in order to, to do their job effectively. Well said. You know, we also asked this creative question about if you were to condense this podcast into a hashtag, what would your hashtag be? So what would your hashtag be? Um, hashtag product marketing rocks. <laughs> Superb. <laughs> Well, I thought maybe you would use the one that we talked about earlier, where uh, where we said it uh, two to tango, but three to party. That was a pretty good one too. You know what? Hashtag uh, hashtag two to 
Tango Three to Party is is a longer one. But when I think about um, you know some of my some of my colleagues um, like to poke fun at me a little bit because I talk about the product marketing role as being a connective tissue role, yep. um, connective tissue from customer to product to to marketing. So maybe hashtag connective tissue is the is the one okay. that my colleagues would would give you for me. <laughs> Maybe we'll test all three of them and then see which one performs better, you know? <laughs> there are so many ways to experiment, exactly. <laughs> That's great. All right. Well, can folks connect with you if yes? Uh, what would be the best way for them to connect with you? As I said, a lot of our audience is actually international, and there's a lot of budding and aspiring marketers that are just fantastic and super hardworking around the globe. I am on LinkedIn and would be happy to connect with with anyone who um, wants to talk a little bit more about my take on product marketing or tell me about theirs. I'd love to. I'm always here to learn more. Superb. Well, Melissa, thank you so much for coming on to the show and uh, best of luck with your journey. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Sunny Side Up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review us and share these insights with your peers.